Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to r slash confession, where this woman admits to throwing her drink through a Karen's window while driving. I threw a drink through a lady's open car window. I am a 24 year old woman and this took place when I was around 19 and leaving my work This woman was driving recklessly weaving off of the road to get around people and then stopping in front of them And proceeded to run me off of the road when I got back on the road behind her She kept slowing down and acting like she was moving off of the road so that when I tried to pass her She'd try and hit my car the one lane then split into two a straight lane and a right-hand turning lane I decided to go straight Nobody was behind me and the person in front of her was taking forever to turn I'm assuming they didn't realize the light was green My windows were down and so was her driver's side window I chucked my fountain drink from my lunch break through her window and went straight For context, i'm usually a very patient person to the point where someone could be a straight up jerk to me And i'll think to myself are they okay? They must be having a bad day and i'll let it go But something in me that day just was not having it. I know what I did was wrong Believe me as I was driving off. I immediately thought maybe that wasn't the right thing to do Now i'm not saying that what she did was right either I mean, it's not like she was weaving around people because of an emergency If she had time to sit there and screw with people, right? I don't know It's been something i've been going back and forth on in my mind whenever I happen to think about it Yeah, I mean not gonna lie what you did definitely wasn't right. Was it justified? Maybe it was to be fair The fact is she is genuinely putting people in life-threatening danger by her actions and all you're doing is just throwing a little bit of liquid on her when she's sedentary that's not as bad not to say it makes it right but it is funny nonetheless very good now for our next confession i caused a random classmate of mine to fail one of their classes for my own benefit in seventh grade when i was in my seventh year of middle school seventh grade i had an elective with this elderly computer teacher miss sani she often assigned us a lot of homework and made our entire classes directed towards key placement and immaculate posture techniques one day she instructed everyone in my block to turn in the study guides she had assigned to us a few days prior though I hadn't the faintest idea what she was talking about. When I started to dig for it in my backpack though, I pulled out a crumpled piece of paper filled to the brim with unanswered questions. I began to freak out. Due to a recent test I'd managed to forget to study for and flunk, my grades were already less than perfect. I was, needless to say, horrible with computers. The one thing I was good at though was cheating. First, I went over to Miss Sani's desk with all the other students and placed my unfinished study guide face down on the slow pile forming on her desk. Then I made it halfway back to my desk before signaling an O and I walked back to the table, slipping a random paper from the middle of the pile into my hand i made a slight mention of forgot to sign my name as i quickly placed the finished paper down on my desk using a pencil of mine to erase the already written name one of my classmates from the top corner of the page then to prevent the name from showing whatsoever i quickly printed a solid rectangular box over the erased corner 
then erase that so all that was visible was a light gray pencil box over said box i wrote my name then slipped the paper near to the top of miss sani's pile as to ensure that the kid who had actually completed the study guide didn't happen to see their paper with my name on it then i headed back to my desk and continued with the rest of the class the 100 greatly increased my grade but you could not even begin to imagine the guilt i felt as i watched my classmate gasp at their zero as they were called to the front of the room to identify the paper which didn't have any sort of a name on it eventually we changed electives again and i no longer had miss sani oddly enough though i didn't see my classmate whose paper had gifted me a 100 and so out of confusion i asked one of the kids from that old class and the current one where said kid was they'd failed the class by one point and were then currently being forced to repeat the class which resulted in them having to attend summer school because them failing miss sani's class had resulted in them missing an entire stretch of electives the horrible guilt i so righteously deserved and deserve still visits every once in a while Okay, look, don't get me wrong. Terrible thing to do in that spot. However, if I'm the kid whose answer sheet you stole, I'm just not standing for this. I'm sorry. Like, I'm putting my foot down and I'm saying, no, I'm not taking the zero. I did the work. And I'm saying to the teacher, I'm saying to Miss Sani, like, go through the notes. Have a look. We can, like, corroborate handwriting and stuff. I didn't get a zero. I did it. I handed it in. Something's gone wrong here. Either my paper's disappeared or maybe someone has stolen my paper. Like, I'm not just taking the zero is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. As much as I feel bad for the kid, and it's obviously a bad thing to have done from your perspective, you got to stand up for yourself and say, I didn't get a zero. I did the work. I at least got a one, which would have stopped me from going to summer school and then redoing, like, I don't know. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Have more of a backbone, my friend. Yes, you were wronged, but you also need to stand up for yourself and say, I did this. I'm not standing for it. All I'm saying is that more could have been done here for sure to stop the kid failing completely. Like, it really wasn't that deep. You could have just said, okay, do it again. Or, oh, something's gone wrong here. It was very avoidable. Okay, next up. I took thousands of dollars when I was homeless so I could stay in hotels. This is a throwaway account, obviously. Years ago, I was homeless and I had this old beater truck that wasn't really worth much. It was my home as well as my vehicle at the time. It was maybe worth like one and a half thousand to two thousand dollars max. It was a complete rust bucket, but it did run okay. I listed it on Craigslist and got people to make offers to me on it. I would accept their offers regardless of how lowball their offer was and let them test drive it with me in the car. I would only meet up with these people at like 10 or 11 p.m. I'd let them enjoy the vehicle for a few minutes and then say, hey, look, I need to drive it home since i don't have a ride and my wife won't want to come and get me because it's late when i get home i'll get my stuff out of it how about you give me half of the payment now so that way i don't sell it to anyone else in the meantime and meet me at this address first thing in the morning and you can get the car The address was always for a randomly chosen McDonald's. Sometimes it took five to ten tries, but I would always eventually get someone who was willing to do this. I would then flee to the next county over, buy myself a hotel room for the night, and do the process over again a few days later when I ran out of money for the hotel room and food. I never got caught somehow. I think part of it is that I always used the burner number on a burner phone paid for in cash from the last person's money I stole. I also never met anywhere in a dense part of town. It was always a little more in the country where there would be less cameras around than if I met them in the middle of a city. I have my life on track now and I don't do this anymore. Honestly, if I were in the same situation again, I'd probably try my best to find a more ethical way to make money. I still feel really bad inside thinking about how annoyed I would be if someone did this to me. But at the same time, if I hadn't have done this, I wouldn't have had anything to eat or anywhere to sleep. And there we go. That is what we absolutely love. A proper confession finally confessing to a crime. 
Good stuff. Like I've got to say, no matter your situation at any point, I don't think stealing is really that fair because you never know what the other person is going through. I mean, obviously it's not fair. It's against the law. You should never steal. Uh, but if you're doing it for an ethical reason or like well if i don't have the money then i won't have food mm, maybe if you want to kind of justify it to yourself in that way but what about the other person what are they going through you have no idea and also like i don't really care what situation you're in the majority of the time you can find an ethical way to make money even if you know you had to beg for it that is better than stealing from other people or you could just do only fans think about that all you need for that is a little phone and that is it and you'll become a millionaire Overnight. Okay, now for our next confession. I stole alcohol from the same store every other day for two years without getting caught. I've never told anyone this because obviously it's embarrassing and completely unhinged. This happened during the height of my alcoholism when my family thought I'd been recovering. I feel very guilty for lying to them and for betraying the trust they had in me, so I'll take this secret to the grave. It's just so crazy that I actually did this and that no one ever knew. I want to tell someone, so I'm going to post it here. Starting around two years ago, during the work, day i would take a 10 minute break and go steal alcohol pretty much every other day sometimes two days in a row i worked in an office in a nicer side of town and there was a big chain drugstore about five minutes from my workplace my boss never suspected anything of me i just tell him that i was taking my 10 usually around 10 to 11 a.m grab my purse jump in my car and i'd mostly be back on time I'd go to the drugstore, which was normally busy during this time of day, and just head right through the makeup aisle to the back where the pharmacy was, so I didn't pass the employees in the front. From the pharmacy, the liquor aisle was a straight shot, and then I could go back the same way so that it appeared I was leaving from the pharmacy since I didn't have a shopping bag. To be honest, I don't really think it would have mattered which route I took. Nobody ever noticed me. Now, most of the liquor bottles had anti-theft devices on them. This particular store was much more lax than others about this, though. The majority of the time, I would just take a plastic bottle of cheap vodka and then I'd walk into an empty aisle without a visible camera and just casually put the bottle in my purse. Then I'd walk out. One day, after a few weeks of doing this regularly, I went in and all the bottles were locked with the security cap. Or at least it looked that way. But I would always find one bottle that did not have a lock. It was either further behind the others or it was a different brand or type of alcohol. Most times more expensive and glass, not plastic. You'd think I would have taken that as a warning to stop and that they were catching on. But I continued to go to the same store and do the same thing without ever running into any kind of trouble. To make this story worse, I would also drink at work with my stolen alcohol. And again, nobody ever expressed any kind of notice about this to me. What I'd do is empty out half of a water bottle and fill the rest up with alcohol. I'd usually take a bottle from the work fridge and put it in my purse before I left for my break. Or I'd just steal a water bottle from the store too. For over a year, I was drinking every day at work, starting in the morning and just going all day. The rules of normal society and behavior just didn't apply to me anymore. I got away with so much and no one ever said a thing. I'd go out to my car to refill the water bottle with alcohol throughout the day. I'd just hide the bottle under my blouse so it didn't look weird. I can't imagine what my boss or co-workers would think if they knew what I was doing. I'm honestly mortified thinking about it. In fact, I can make this story even worse because while drunk at work one afternoon, I went to take my 10 and I fell down in the parking lot, suffering a severe injury that kept me out of work for three months on FMLA. Which, by the way, if you didn't know what that was, is the Family and Medical Leave Act of 1993, to be precise. No one ever knew that it was because I'd been drinking on the job. And when I went back to work, I went right back to doing the same routine 
routine. For those who ask why I didn't just buy the alcohol, as part of keeping up the appearance of recovering, I needed to be completely honest about my spending and let my partner check my car for purchases as a way to show him I wasn't lying. I couldn't have bought it without blowing the whole thing. Addiction can make you almost sociopathic and I have suffered the consequences of my actions and continue to. I know I was wrong. And there we go. Pretty sad, really. I guess that just shows the extent that addiction and alcoholism can have on someone's life. It seems as if you were probably in a decently paying job, right? With a a good set of colleagues and employees, but yet you were still because of having to keep it a secret, therefore needing to steal alcohol and drink it during the day at work. Do you reckon OP just got so drunk, but was also so used to getting drunk and hiding it that no one at work realized? Or maybe people at work did realize and just didn't say anything? I don't know. I feel like maybe some alcoholics just get to that level where they are just permanently drunk that you just take them as that. And you're like, well, if they're high functioning, then that's just them. It's a good question in the comments, actually. How on earth does someone drink that much and not smell of alcohol? Serious question asking for a friend. But I do agree with that. Surely, at that point, if you're smashing the vodka all day long, you would stink of it, wouldn't you? You'd reek. And the same with cigarettes. You know, if someone smokes a lot of cigarettes, you can kind of smell it on them. It's quite, well, very smelly, let's be honest. But Opie says they really don't know and it's something they always worried about. They use body spray throughout the day. They were never really up close to people because of the pandemic. They have plastic barriers at their desk and they use hand sanitizer spraying Lysol all around all day and I guess it made it easy to slip under the radar. So there we go. Very, very sad nonetheless. But wow, what a confession. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now for the final confession of this episode. I've saved probably the most disgusting one, I will say, to last. I used to hurt my disabled brother when I was younger. My older brother is several years older than me, but he will always have the mental capacities of a toddler due to medical issues and mental disabilities. I'm not going into detail for anonymity. He is incapable of taking care of himself at all. For as long as I was capable of caring for myself, eight years old or so, I had to take care of feeding him, giving him showers, getting him dressed, making sure he got his medications, etc., along with my other siblings. My parents didn't really help that much yes they were neglectful but that's not the point of this post my brother always hated showers and i hated helping him because he would get physically violent when he was upset he'd hit me pinch me etc he had no idea that what he was doing was wrong but i would get so mad when he'd do it i was so tired of being stuck at home all the time to take care of this ungrateful person who was constantly hurting me so i would hurt him back I'd never do anything that would leave marks, but I would roughly grab his wrist to stop him from pinching or hitting me harder than I needed to. Or I'd grab his face or I'd pinch him back as much as I could get away with without leaving a mark. Sometimes if he wasn't cooperating while I blow dried his hair, I would hold the hairdryer in one place until he complained it was too hot. Sometimes I would do this just if he was refusing to do what I asked, not just if he was hitting me. The worst thing I did was put my hands around his neck and think about strangling him. 
I did this a couple of times. I never actually squeezed, thank God. But sometimes I wonder if I really would have done worse if I knew I wouldn't get caught. I never did get in trouble, nor did I get caught by my parents. Rather than it being like a scuffle between siblings, I feel like it was more like I was intentionally hurting him to take out my frustration. And I knew I could get away with it because he cannot coherently speak out and tell my parents what I was doing to him. I feel like that's the worst part. The fact that I was taking out my frustration on a vulnerable person who could not tell on me and who, despite being bigger than me for the large majority of this duration of time, could not and would not seriously fight back. Yeah, he'd hit me, but it wouldn't be that bad. The worst harm he inflicted on me was leaving a few small scars on my hands from scratching me. While I never left any lasting damage, any marks, etc., I still feel like a disgusting person for taking advantage of someone like that. I still dread the idea of harming other people, and I wonder if I would still do that kind of thing today. I know what I did was wrong, and that I'll never ever be a truly good person because of those things I did in my past. I never told anyone what I did to him, except for my other siblings. I really needed them to understand why I couldn't be the one to take care of him when I was an adult and a friend. P.S. For anyone concerned, my brother and all my other siblings have now been safely taken away from my parents and me, I guess, for several years. We're all independent adults. My brother goes to a special needs program and has a job during the day and my eldest sister is paid to take care of him. I've apologized to my brother several times, although he doesn't understand. And he is, at the very least, happy to see me when I visit which honestly makes me feel worse. I constantly go back and forth between feeling like my reactions were fair or typical sibling behavior to feeling like it was abuse. But in my heart, I know that what I did was wrong, no matter how much my siblings and friend tell me that my reactions were normal for someone my age. I think about that all the time, so I guess that's why I'm making a post about it. It's funny, in the most recent confession episode that I made, I'm pretty sure we had a story that was eerily similar to this and worryingly similar to this, I'm not going to lie. Stay tuned to the end of this episode and I'll put it on the end screen. It's also linked in the description down below if you haven't already seen it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was almost exactly the same. And like that story before, as you'll see if you haven't watched it or listened to it yet, the main problem here, again, in my opinion, is the parents. Because you've made this guy, OP, feel so guilty now for their actions as an eight-year-old and maybe a little bit older. And yeah, of course, they're not great. However, you are leaving your eight-year-old child in charge of another of your children that needs so much more help than they're getting. Like, it's mental. The neglect is crazy. Thank the Lord that you're no longer associated with your parents' lives, I guess. But for you to throw yourself into that conversation and that group of people, OP, is not fair at all. You were just like, what are you supposed to do in that spot? You're given the the responsibility of one of your siblings with disorders by your parents at the age of eight. It's a lose-lose. It's tough. I actually would say, like, yeah, some of the stuff you did is not great. But forgive yourself because you are put in one of the worst spots possible and there are much worse people in this world that do things when they don't have to do it or aren't put in bad spots i hope you can eventually feel some sort of remorse for yourself and forgive yourself although it will be hard because if you have the image of you with your hands around your brother's neck for no reason i I get it i get it why i get why you might feel terrible about that but from my perspective none of that is your fault it's just a situation you were thrown into and if anything i'm actually quite surprised that you managed to hold it together this well Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.